counting the steps. One, two, three, four, five. I go climbing up the staircase. When I hear noises, squeaks and creaks, I shut my eyes closed just in case. Counting the steps, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I go climbing up the staircase. When the lights dim and I can't see a thing, I pray I could be in another place. It's the Slasher Sanitarium. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Channel Zero, Season 3, Butcher's Block, Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. We start with Top of the Food Chain, which appears to be a commercial for Peach's Beats. It's a 1960s kitchen with a hot chick in a red dress cutting giant slices of ham and slapping them onto her children's plates uh, with a nice, hearty meat slapping sound. She talks about how humans are higher on the food chain and deserve to eat food that needs, deserves to be eaten. She then beats her meat. It's not a euphemism. She literally beats the fuck out of a piece of meat on the table. We go back to the episode proper as little Stabby and another man walk down the stairs. This one has skin and a suit on, so not skinless. Gaptooth calls her sister, but Zoe doesn't answer. Naked Pussy is just hanging out when Gaptooth chucks her phone across the room. It's a good way to get a cracked screen, yo. So when we flash back to one year ago as Gaptooth wakes up to find Zoe standing on her bed. She has a cup in her hand and her pet centipede has escaped. Uh, I, like, I, I like this little bit because you we didn't quite know what to get into. We look over and there's Zoe standing on top of her bed so we're thinking, oh, this is Zoe's start of a mental break. But no, she just lost her centipede. Instead, what we get is so we get the sound of glass breaking. And the girls find their mother topless and crying on her bed. So we're right back to that scene again. But of course, we're not going to see what it's about. Gaptooth gets a phone call and a present. Uh, turns out she is overdue on student loan payments. Uh, you know, I've been there. She tells that dude that Alice is dead. That'll get him to get off your back. Because they're definitely not going to check to make sure that you are not actually dead. Louise says Alice take them to Izzy's house. We keep flashing back to the scene of the naked mother, so obviously... That's important. Louise says when she was two, the Peach family disappeared. Turns out Joseph's daughters were hung and murdered in Butcher's Block. Townspeople were not happy about all the immigrant workers disappearing from the mansion, so they burned the house to the ground after finding something in the basement but never told anyone what it was. That is a lot of fucking exposition. So essentially, yes, Joseph Peach lost two of his daughters, and then they built this house and apparently they used a bunch of migrant workers and they kept disappearing and other people were disappearing in the town so the townspeople burned the house to the ground and the peaches were never seen again but of course as we know they didn't actually die they just went to some place where they can apparently be frozen in a period of time now it's uh, so um now it's just an overgrown playground now their house and um this is obviously where we first met little stabby and um obviously this is going to be an important area in the future here alice sees suit guy who 
Still have no idea who he is. And little Stabby ascend the staircase and leave. Alice hears some loud ass noises and the staircase disappears. So again, here's another kind of variation. Obviously, this is, like I said, they didn't they didn't go like word for word on the creepypasta in the slightest. Like the creepypasta is like a bunch of crazy shit going on and there's a bunch of staircases. That's the crux of that story. Um, whereas this one has created this whole Joseph Peach thing and his family and uh, the staircase is the same one each time. Whereas in the creepypasta there are always different staircases and different weird fucking things happen every time somebody comes near them so uh, i appreciate them kind of crafting this whole new story on it um any any kind of small town with an eclectic family that is also kind of messed up you got my number alice wakes up to joseph poking her in the face with a twig it's not very nice and joey peach asks if she believes in god it's a pretty heavy topic to start off with joey picks up a maggot gross and asks if she thinks that god created maggots Joseph says she doesn't need to worry about Zoe because she will be alright. He then disappears. So, I, I like this. I like this tension building. I like the, the the weirdness of Joseph Peach. He kind of reminds me a bit of like an Anthony Hopkins type character. Pretty much everything he's been in. Um, just like a, a very wise old dude who's very cryptic um, and who probably eats people. The same two cops from before don't believe Alice about the staircase. You would think these two guys, who apparently have lived here all their lives, would know that there's a weird creepy staircase in the forest. Because this is not the first time that somebody has seen the staircase. This is not the first time that it's been talked about. And apparently weird shit happens all the time here, because we just recently saw two, you know, a uh, little stabby stab the shit out of somebody. That person clearly disappeared. So why are these cops so like, uh, whatever, you're just trying to be weird. Like, there's putting on a front, and then there's these two guys who are just like, uh, whatever, nothing's weird going on at all. Black Cop has an argument with Luis about the things that Luis wrote about his dad, and we know that his dad is the chief of police, so he don't care. We cut over to Skinless breaking up some bones and making a lovely face cream out of them for Izzy. Sounds like a good spa day to me. There's nothing that I like more than relaxing on a concrete slab as a dude without skin slowly applies face cream on, on my face that he created out of the bones of my mother, probably? It is to die for. Like, this is one of those spa days that, like, a, a coupon on Mother's Day just isn't going to buy you. I mean, this is premium stuff here. Uh, I mean, you, do you have any, any idea how hard it is to find a skinless person to work for you? There's a whole thing of, like, they want health insurance. And then you're just like, well, I can give you health insurance, but if you go to the doctor, they're going to want to put skin back on you. And then that kind of just defeats the purpose because this is supposed to be an all-natural salon and you cannot be all-natural if you've got skin on your bones. Zoe has returned home. She is dressed in a lovely red top with bright red lipstick. Zoe says that she has been cured. Wouldn't it be nice? That would be nice if you could just be like, I'm just, I'm cured of mental illness. 
Sister Lady is cutting up a dog's doll. Ooh, jeez. Cutting up a doll's clothing when she sees Suitman and the reflection of the scissors. Suitman, still have no fucking idea who he is, takes out what looks like a taser. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a taser. The cop sees Scissor Lady land on the roof as Taser Guy gets handcuffed. He says Black Cop smells like a mouse. Suit Guy says his name is Peach, because of course he is. Taser Peach says he will be make a special project out of Officer Black Guy. Hmm. We cut over to the, the jail, and someone in the jail cell is chanting, You whore, as Taser Peach gets locked up. Alice correctly informs Zoe that she cannot just be cured of schizophrenia. Zoe doesn't remember what happened, just that she is healed. She explains that she was with a man, and thousands of flies came together to tell her that he can fix her. And then he did. Cool story. That's totally a normal occurrence. Zoe no longer wants to leave, and then Zoe offers to look out for Alice. So... Ooh, where do you be where do we begin on this now? So we've completely thrown out the Zoe that we know from the first episode, obviously, because now she's weird cured Zoe who also might be turning into a monster, potentially. And we've got a new dynamic here where, you know, you've got Alice who wants to stay here and and help people, and you've got Zoe who now wants to stay here because she's just kind of part of the town now. Taser Peach is, is being stared at by, bla by a black dude. Not black cop, a black dude. Taser Peach is slowly cracking his knuckles, and black dude is pissed. I think Taser claims he's going to eat this dude. He then takes off his suit jacket. Zoe is lying on a bed with her feet up in the air, holding a can of something with her feet. She gets a jump scare and must drop that thing right on her gooch. She hears Joseph tell her that he can fix her, but she will have side effects. And there's a bunch of weird little cuts here, and clearly the storyline here is that, yeah, something weird is going on with Zoe. Uh, sadly, that's pretty much the rest of what we get from Zoe out of this episode, so... Um, yeah. Black Cop returns to find Creepy Dude hiding in the corner while Taser Peach is eating a, the black prisoner. While naked, by the way. Black Cop has gotten too old for this shit. Uh, the, the sound effects of a person eating another person. First of all, we don't know what that really sounds like. We, I assume it sounds like this, and obviously most people sound like this, but that just doesn't sound like an appetizing way to enjoy a meal, is to hear like the... All of that shit. That's just... Yeah. The rest of the police force are cleaning up the cell when Black Cop sees a taser has drawn a cartoon mouse in the blood. His dad arrives to say that they are sending Taser away. Daddy Cop says that his kid is not a soldier, but instead Sensitive Luke. And Sensitive Luke gets sent home for a few days. Uh, I didn't know that this cop was going to be a character in this, but apparently he is. Uh, at least until... Uh, Taser Peach gets his hands on him, or his teeth on him. We cut to Taser getting released from custody and walking into the woods. Not sure that this is protocol once a dude eats another dude, but sure. Sensitive Luke tries to follow Taser, but makes a noise. He sees Taser arrive at the staircase, and Joseph is waiting for him, and the two of them fuck off. 
So now, Sensitive Luke, which is what I'm going to continue to call him, at least in the rest of this episode, has now seen the staircase, seen a dude eat another dude, and seen two Peach members walk up to the stairs and fucking disappear. So I guess he's on Alice's side now. We cut to Taser getting... Oh, sorry, I read that again. Bald Pussy is still hanging out, and Zoe has a vision about biting into Bald Pussy and eating it. <sighs> so many jokes, so little time, so many that I just couldn't settle on one. So we're just gonna move on, because there's more to talk about in this episode. Someone is walking through the house while Alice and Louise are talking, and Louise says that the white face with the bloody mouth that people draw is the butcher, which is supposed to be Joseph. Someone then knocks over a vase and decided to leave a note by a lit candle. That's a good way to burn down a house. Alice opens a letter which is sealed with wax, which I really wish would make a comeback. Not just letter writing in general, but also sealing it with wax. It's an invitation to join the Peach family at the site of their old house at midnight. Dress accordingly. No children, please. So, of course, when you've got somebody who, at this point, let's say that they are pretending to be uh, a Peach family member, has done something to your sister to make her crazier than she was before, broke into your house without you noticing, left a... Uh, a, a lights a candle, leaves a note, knocks over face on the way out, because they got to alert you that, that the presents are there. And your decision is to go ahead and get dressed up and go to this invitation. So of course they do that. A lovely spread is laid out on a kitchen table. We see Little Stabby, Joseph, Taser, and a few other guests. An old lady, a bald dude, and some young woman. Alice asks what Joseph did to her sister, and Luis informs us that they are indeed the Peaches. And then we get a nice rundown of the family. Taser is actually Robert. Um, Edie is Robert's wife. Aldous is the bachelor brother. Grandma Ruth, Evelina, who is Joseph's wife, and Joseph. So, only people that have obviously played a part so far are Joseph and Robert. Joseph tells them that uh, they can call him Peachy. I'm not going to call you Peachy. That's weird. Also, no word on who Little Stabby is, other than the fact that we know his actual name is Smartmouth, which is clearly his outfit that Izzy found. Um, they don't reference it, and for whatever reason, despite the fact that they are sitting at a table with, again, I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible, a little person with a fucked up face, Nobody mentions this dude. And we, uh, obviously from this, we also find out that the two daughters are dead and not with the group. So this is just the Peaches who actually survived the initial thing here and, and left together. So Little Stabby gets speaking lines here. And again, nobody happens to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Buddy says that the sisters are not gone, but changed into a different kind of energy. Uh, just then, the two daughters put their hands on Joseph's shoulder. Again, someone want to explain to me if Little Stabby is a member of this family? And maybe while you're at it, explain to me who Skinless is, because he's apparently not present here. So, unless he is present here, and he just wears a skin suit of somebody that's at the table. 
who knows? We know he's not Lil Stab because we see the two of them left together. So we can rule that one out. But Skinless may be Joseph. We'll see. Joseph cuts a small hole in the top of Alice's head because she has now transitioned to sitting at a table inside of a house. And Joseph explains to her that he paralyzed her for the time being. He... This is not the way to perform brain surgery because... First of all, like he drills, like uh, like he's create like he's making a door, and he's making a, an area to put the door handle into. He just he cuts a circle into her skull with her hair still there, by the way. Like he doesn't cut it away or shave it or anything like that. So then he just like picks up this little piece with fucking hair sticking out of it and drops it on the table. That's gonna be hard to put back in. Joseph shows her a small deformity in her brain. And he pokes around in her head as she remembers her mother in the bed. Naked Mommy gets up, runs over, and winds up stabbing Alice like six times in the gut. Two episodes in, and we have a mystery solved. That is good storytelling. Joseph digs a little deeper, and a small, odd person climbs out of Alice's brain. That is not only a sentence I had to write, but also a factual statement. This small, odd little person has Alice's weird gap teeth and a fucked up face. Look at the episode art on this one to see what the fuck I'm talking about. That is apparently Mr. Schizophrenia. What the fuck? Joseph tells Alice to come upstairs, bring Zoe, and join the family. Mr. Schizoid coos, and then Alice is back in the woods with her head back in place. But everything is covered in flies and maggots at the table, and everyone is gone other than her and Louise. No word on where Louise went during this whole thing, because we know where Alice's mind was. Louise is just kind of like, looks like she also woke up from some kind of weird vision. Yeah. We also see that the food has been replaced by some body parts, one being the arm of the mother from the last episode, as we hit the credits. So... Like I said, we have found out now that the mother from the last episode is dead. Um, not sure how much of them they ate. Pretty sure that her most of her bones are turned into paste for her daughter. We know her daughter is still alive uh, and getting tended to by Skinless. Don't know who Skinless is. Don't know who little Stabby is, but he does apparently talk. Um, we know that Joseph's daughters cannot apparently join them in this little like thing that they do whatever the fuck they are at this point they're not they're not ghosts um so i guess they're maybe time travelers i don't know i haven't really figured it out yet um but we do know that they are pretty fucking weird uh we know that one of the sons is a cannibal i'm gonna guess that they're all cannibals but you know who knows at this point we know that Joseph has some weird ability with doing things with the brains. So I'm assuming that he took a little Mr. Schizophrenia out of Zoe's head as well. Um, we're not really shown if he took Mr. Schizophrenia out of Alice or not. Or if that dude is just still kind of poking around in there and just waiting for his time. Uh, but yeah, he pretty much told Alice that like if she doesn't join him that she's going to succumb to schizophrenia. So uh, We also do know that whatever procedure he did to get rid of the schizophrenia that Zoe has apparently is, do, is going to have some kind of side effect. So we'll see how that rolls out in the next couple of episodes here. 
but we now have the family we've met the family um, surprisingly Alice has met the family I didn't think that was going to happen so quickly here um, and uh, yeah maybe uh, obviously I'm hoping that we flesh out the characters a little bit more this was a big episode for Robert because we got to not only introduce him but see how fucking terrifying he can be we've got his wife we've got his brother uh, we've got their grandmother we've got Joseph and his wife now we know what Joseph kind of is but so we've got some characters that we can explore more so I'm very interested in uh, in what's going to happen going uh, going forward here so let's uh let's go ahead and end it at that and um yeah i'll be back shortly probably next two weeks with uh, episode three of butcher's block until then